Welcome to Sacred Hearts podcast series, The Heart of Sheridan Road, with your host, Nat Wilburn, Head of Schools. This is Nat Wilburn, Head of Schools, and your host for today's Heart of Sheridan Road podcast. I'm delighted to have several of our outgoing families with us, each of whom have a graduate this June who happens to be a daughter, two of whom I know have also had sons graduate from Sheridan Road. And as I was saying when we gathered, it it really feels like a happy reunion for me because all of you were here when I got here 14 years ago. So why don't you introduce yourselves and tell us about your children and when they will or have graduated. Sure, I'm happy to start. My name is Cynthia Patty. My husband, Jim, and I are here. We have three children. Our oldest, Jane, graduated um, and is a freshman in college. We have a junior uh, in high school, John, and then we have an eighth grader, Charlotte, this year graduating. My name is Michelle, and I have had three daughters come through the academy. Um, Mackenzie, who graduated in 2012, Devin 2014, and now Dylan in 2018. And I'm Liz Conley. We are wrapping up our 19th consecutive year here at Sacred Heart. Our oldest, Maggie, graduated in 2008, and Patrick, 2010, Jack, 2013, and Kate will graduate in just about a month. Fantastic. Yeah, it seems incredible to think of those children growing through the years. So thinking back, when you first came to Sacred Heart, you you obviously considered all kinds of elementary schools. What was it uh, that motivated you to come to the academy or to Hardy Prep? We considered two schools. We considered here and our parish school. Mm -hmm. And both are excellent choices. And I think one of the things that most attracted me, maybe you have a different view, Cynthia, but was a single-gender classroom. I thought that was a fantastic mix of having a single-gender classroom with what we call two-gender mm-hmm. um, school mm-hmm. and having the kids mix but yet have their separate spaces too. I thought that was very appealing and, and it's been borne out. For me, raising three daughters, looking, matter of fact, all those years ago, I think I was don't-eyed and naive, picking at a school for my daughters. I just looked at Sacred Heart. I walked through the doors and I said, this is the place. I also was a big fan of uh, single-sex education and and especially with girls having their own voice and developing who they are and having their own, you know, right to free speech and all of that. So I had only looked here um, and crossed my fingers and (laughs) and went all in. (laughs) Well, when we were looking at schools, this was now over 20 years ago, the process was so different than it is now. We assumed our kids would go to our parish school, frankly. Parish schools were changing and consolidating and and that created a, a decision for us that we said, well, what do we really want? We had to start looking. Our reaction was really quite visceral. We came to Sacred Heart. We did a tour. I remember walking into, it was an eighth grade classroom, and one of the young women stood up and answered a question, and it just struck me. I said, if my daughter could be like that in eighth grade, that would be extraordinary. And every experience we had throughout that day just was so powerful. So we learned a lot by walking the halls that day, more so than all the research that people tend to have to do today. Mm-hmm. Jim, you and Michelle both talked a bit about uh, single gender education being something that attracted uh, you. Can you think of some specifics of, with your children about how that was lived out? How did it make a difference? I feel that all three of my girls, looking at them at different stages in their life, having their own opinion, not being afraid to speak up, really knowing their sense of self, being confident young women who really 
can own their own voices and how they feel and be activists for what they believe in. I see that. I see that whether they're in eighth grade or now well, I look at Mackenzie and she's in college and, you know, being comfortable in possibly uncomfortable situations and, and, and the noise that surrounds them of not being affected by that, right? She's been really able to be, whether there's men or different varying age groups in the room, she can really hold her own. And, and I feel that has been a huge strength to her development as she moves forward and, and going out there to be a leader. I have an example too um, on the opposite side for my son. I remember in third grade, he's a very typical third grader with a lot of energy, a loud voice, you know, difficulty maybe sitting still sometimes. And we had our conference with Mrs. Joseph at the time, who's a phenomenal educator. And we sat down and I was frankly a little nervous. Like, you know, I knew John was a handful. And she looked me in the eye and she said, Cynthia, there is nothing we can't handle. He's a good kid. We will, we've got, it was just sort of this feeling of, we've got this. That's the, the, please don't worry about that. That's what we do here, and it's expected and welcomed, and he's, he's not an outlier. It's mm -hmm. not something that should be squelched. We're going to channel that in a way um, that makes sense for John. And just for me as a parent, it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't have to worry. You know, that kind of teaching, um, where as a parent, you're not called, like, you know, he's not sitting down, he's disruptive or whatever. You know, and for a while, I think he sat on some kind of, <laughs> I don't know, special pillow or something, and that really helped him. And he didn't, it wasn't a stigma, or like, oh, I have to sit on the pillow. It was like, I get to sit on the pillow today, you yeah. know, and it was just integrating those kinds of but things. But then I think to your question about um, the single gender classrooms, the, the girls I found have maybe had more leadership opportunities because they're only with their peers. Mm -hmm. I don't know how the dynamic might be different because I've never had children in the school with, well, until high school with a mix, but mm -hmm. I think that it gives them a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think you see the validation of the model too once they're not at Sacred Heart. Mm -hmm. For us, it was one of the things they learn is to advocate for themselves. Typically more challenging for girls than boys having had both for the girls, it was it's critically important. So I remember my older daughter getting to high school. She wasn't afraid to approach a teacher. She wasn't afraid to ask a question. She wasn't afraid to advocate for herself on many fronts. She learned that by building confidence in her experience here at Sacred Heart. For the boys, you know, harnessing that energy and really understanding how boys the dynamic in a classroom because they're always competing and what does it mean to manage that process of boys competing with each other all the time I think that that served them well through high school as well the other thing that really stands out to me is we talk about hearty gentlemen the fact that I know my sons know how to look somebody in the eye shake a hand speak to them you know politely um, and engage as gentlemen is so important you see the difference when your kids get to high school I have to tell you, that's funny that you say that because I agree. I remember many years ago I was at a park with the girls and they were off playing and, and a mother had um, come up to me and we had started talking, just, you know, parents at a park talking. And she said, so, you know, where do your kids go to school? And, and I told her and, and she looked at me and she said, you know, I can always tell a child from Sacred Heart, always. And it's funny, that has stuck with me to this day because I not only look at my girls, but I look at most of the children that have been here and I see that as a child of Sacred Heart and, and even sitting at parent-teacher conferences well in high school is like you said. I sit down and you know they say sometimes the teachers don't know it's our your first time meeting them at a five-minute round robin and, and I say oh this you know they went to Sacred Heart and said you know I can always tell I can always tell a child from Sacred Heart and 
And for me, it's so special because a child from Sacred Heart is just more than certainly how they act, but it's just who they are and who their spirit is. That is, I feel, the most phenomenal gift that I've been able to give my girls is that they are a child of Sacred Heart, and it means so much more um, than all of those combined. It's really a special gift. We have a very strong academic program here. We, We talk about how those academics set our students up for success in high school and beyond, but really in the end it's a school's culture and mission that makes one school different another. Um, Our five goals and the criterion of those goals are the bedrock of our school's mission. And I wonder how have they impacted your life? How do you live with those goals? How have your children benefited from those goals, from our mission, from the culture of Sacred Heart? Maybe share an anecdote with you. Yesterday we were asked to fill out a survey for one of our children's high schools. And it said, do you feel as if the high school has a strong mission, a strong mission statement? And we looked at each other and said, I have no idea what it is. I don't know what the high school mission statement is, what their goal is. It's a great place, but not really mentioned or referenced that I've seen. But here, from day one, it's been very obvious what these five goals are, and that really guides the spirit of the school. And I think that's been that's been very wonderful. It was unexpected for me. You know, I, I think about you have a child, and everybody jokes like, "There's no, there's no guidebook. You know, there's no really a rule book of how to do this as a parent." And I think those goals, you know, sometimes are that guidebook as a parent. And it was to- again totally unexpected. But when your kindergartner comes home and says, you know, I'm supposed to love to learn and I'm making wise choices and, you know, it's so easy to adopt that in your family then. And um, for me, sometimes that was sort of our family guidepost because it's so in concert with what they're doing all day at school. It's so easy to say, that was not a wise choice. Or, jokes yeah, about yeah. Right. And, um, Make wise they, choices today. But they get it. And yeah, just having those principles at school that then uh, feed into your family life. So for me, that was what... I didn't expect, but it's been so welcome and such a nice um, supplement to what we're trying to do. Well, you know you're sending your child to school. What you don't realize is you're joining a community. And Mm -hmm. the common bond that creates community, I think, are those values. That's what the goals and criteria are all about. So we learn them as our children learn them. Uh (laughs) And then we all learn to live them. And Uh it's not immediately obvious how much it permeates everything that we do as a community. Having done a variety of things here and volunteerism, it really does permeate everything that we do. It continues to be reinforced year after year. And for for us, it was being a part of this community that allowed us to make some of the deepest and richest friendships we have in our lives because of those common values. Mm -hmm. Um, And I see it now in our kids who are older that they carry that with them. Those values and their experience at Sacred Heart defines them more than almost anything else other than being in our family. You know, it's, it's so powerful. I would agree, and it, it, for me, those five goals has become the bedrock of how I look for other communities in my life and how we pull those communities together, whether it's me searching for something for my girls to be a part of um, from a class or, you know, different sport. It's so, it has been so powerful for me to build community and continue to build community and look for those five goals and see if that community embodies some of what I'm looking for. So I use it in my own life to share with my kids. And really, it's just, it, it's really what guides us, I think, at the end of the day. It's really, you know, our tower. You know, in providing leadership for the school, it's, uh, it's such a benefit to be part of a community where we are all focused on it a common mission, a common goal, just the way we talk about that, you know, referring to the the five goals makes leadership 
so much easier than uh, a disparate mission or a mission that, that is unclear. For those of you who are listening and you'd like to learn more about the goals and criteria, you can look on our website, shshchicago.org. What do you think your children will remember most when they're grown up? They'll think back about elementary school. What tradition will bring the biggest smile to their face? I think if you ask them now, Kate is, she's in eighth grade, she, I'm sure, say kanji. You know, they, they love kanji, they love Korean. Anything that involves fun and not being in class is on the top of the list these days. Um, from a family perspective, they may not agree with me at this point, but I think as the farther they get away from Sacred Heart, the more it, it means, I'd, I'd say, Prize Day. Mm. So we were, in, in preparing for the end of our time here at Sacred Heart, we added up the number of Prize Days we've attended. It's over 30. Um, so I think, I think we're good at this by now. Yeah. But I love Prize Day because it's when the community comes together to celebrate the children their academic achievements, you know, their achievements as part of this community, the goals and criteria, you know, we all celebrate them and we celebrate the teachers who make that possible. And that's my favorite. For sure, Kanje. I've been lucky enough to sometimes help plan bits and pieces of Kanje, so that's really fun for me to, you know, look at it and say what's going to excite the kids today um, and get them out there and do different things. And I know sometimes my girls are always like, Mom, are you helping the students find Kanje? <laughs> you know, can we do X, Y, and Z? Um, it's funny, sometimes I actually think coming here, and I know we, we come from all different walks of life and different faith groups to be a part of this community. Really, for me and my family, is coming back to the school and seeing us gather as a community for service in some way, whether it's having all of the kids in the classroom and just sitting with them and just being with them. Uh, I can't always sneak away, but I love that they're always out there and parents are always invited to come back and connect to the community, and I think our lives get so so busy and chaotic, but once in a while I sneak back up here mm-hmm. for just to be a part of what the kids are doing and experiencing every day. I, I happen to love those quiet moments, um, just as much as I certainly love Kanjay for all of you know, the traditions. I don't know what you're asking about, but I think our kids' memory will be the musicals, Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which has become sure. a tradition over the last, I don't know, dozen or so years, and are, we're looking at the list of them up on the wall of the gym. We've probably been now with children involved in the last eight I think, and that, that's a great memory for us. We yeah, tended to see every performance of every <laughs> yeah. show, right? For a full weekend, three performances, yeah. and they're very memorable and fantastic. There are certain things that really mark time, and one of them for me is when we started at Sacred Heart, there was really there was no after-school program. There was um, maybe one basketball team per grade at best, um, mm-hmm. I'd say, and several of the other sports weren't a part of our world, and arts definitely wasn't a part of our world. And I look at just how robust the after-school oh program gosh. is and the arts program is with band and with performances and um, you know, all the athletics is yeah. just booming. Uh, and it's, it's so exciting. It's um, rewarding, encouraging, but it also tells me how much change can happen over the course of just 20 years. Yeah. So true. Our kids are very proud of that. I think... Uh, you say one basketball team. We had 25 basketball teams this past oh, wow. year. And, uh, so, and we've really worked to grow that fine arts program that you talk about now with the director of fine arts and the musicals and more uh, opportunities for involvement, even for the primary and lower school. And 
in performances. I think it's a reflection of just, you know, Sacred Heart making every, or helping to make every child successful where they are. So there's strong academics for the kids who, you know, knock it out of the park academically. There's strong sports programs. So if you're a leader on the basketball field, you know, kids are, you're going to be known for that. Or if it's on stage because you have a fantastic voice or, you know, wherever it might be, there is really so much opportunity for success at this school. I say at our admissions coffee, I, I hope people know us for our strong academics, but I bet people know us in Chicago for the community that we share here. I wonder if you could give some examples about how you've invested your time, how you've been invited into the community and how that has benefited not only the children, but you. Well, I guess I should start with um, the community of being part of the bus program that's here at Sacred Heart. Um, I think that probably has been the biggest community builder. Um, when the year that Mackenzie had started, there was one bus for a community. And we were pulling from some neighborhoods, but not a lot of different neighborhoods. We made our community big in our neighborhoods, but smaller because we all came up here. So we grew our bus program from one bus to nine buses I think we currently have. Um, and it turned into a big parent cooperative. We had a, a large community and then we had smaller communities within our community at our bus stops, right? And the children and, and parents interacting. I have felt that our Sacred Heart community even expanded further because we were able to accommodate more families to become up here to be a part of it. And I think that is so gratifying to be able to pull from many different parts of the city and to really engage you know, from north, south, east, west, as to who we can capture and who could be a part of our community and make our community larger. So that, for me, now that Sacred Heart has taken over and has been running the bus program, it's even, you know, stronger and, and, and definitely more streamlined. It's a really large asset for families to be able to have a way to bring, you know, different neighborhoods together, people together, and get them up here um, and, and make it really much more convenient for many families. Michelle, I think that's probably where we first met. The question yes. was, can we, can we grow uh, from one bus to three buses? Right. And quite the achievement. I think that is also another aspect of community that the buses were uh, an idea of families that mothers took on and started and that many years ago so it had to be at least 15 years ago what is wonderful about sacred heart is that the administration was open to parent ideas right and really listening to our voices to see that there was a need and trying to address a need we had your support which was easy then for us to turn around to make it happen and i and i love that about the sacred heart community is that you're open you're open to welcoming new ideas you have an open door policy that if there is something you we can bring it to you there's one other dimension of community that isn't maybe immediately obvious to people at sacred heart but for i know cynthia and i being a part of the board and sacred heart schools community it's it's an international community and we talk about the goals and criteria that is that common thread that connects us to schools across the u.s and across the globe being a, a part of that network has been so enriching as well and at regular intervals, members of the Sacred Heart Network come and, and assess Sacred Heart's ability to live the goals and criteria as a community. So being a part of the Sacred Heart Goals on, uh, Commission on Goals and Criteria, a few times you get to see how much you know, the external community of Sacred Heart, part of the network, values what happens here at Sheridan Road and looks to emulate the example that we set. 
So being a part of that, that broader network has been uh, a gift as well. Getting to meet the RSCJ, the nuns who are you know responsible for the leadership of the network has been enriching to my life. They're just the most <laughs> impressive women. So we have developed what we call a portrait of a graduate, so not only a strong grade point average, if you will, but other values that we want to see in our graduates. Uh, we'd love to turn out young men and women who are guided by faith, passionate about learning, committed to justice, build and maintain community, and dedicated to their own personal growth. So how do you feel we're achieving that, and how do you feel your children are and have benefited from that portrait? I think you're achieving it very well. Yes, I agree. <laughs> you know, we feel good when we get to eighth grade. They look the part, feels pretty good, don't really know. Fingers crossed, hoping this all holds together. But I now have, uh, my oldest is working at the University of Chicago, raising money to support cancer research, trying to change people's lives. I think so much of that started here. I see it in all of my older children, the portrait of a graduate, the foundation is created here and they just continue to evolve but the experience they have here at Sacred Heart and the goals the criteria the community it's all growing in the same direction to try to bring out the very best in each of them and allow them to really embrace their gifts you see that when they get a little bit farther down the line and start to face the real world you're in the Sacred Heart environment, which I think is a wonderful environment, but it's not the real world. So it, it creates a foundation, so hopefully they're prepared to deal with the real world because they go outside these walls, even in high school, and it's they're not going to find the same type of community, or it'd be very hard. I'm sure there are some, but it'd be very hard to find the community. So it has to prepare them for something other than what they've experienced, which must be a difficult trip. Yeah, I do remember that in high school, Jane would say, you know, at my high school I can tell who went to Sacred Heart. They they know what their expectations are in the rules and um, they just embrace that and, and work within the rules. But now even in college, her roommate was trying to talk to a professor about, you know, turning something in late or, you know, doing something sort of in a halfway. And she said, and clearly she did not go to a Sacred Heart school. I mean, you, you, she didn't know the rules. And the teacher was very specific about what the expectation was. I don't know, she, you know, and she was just sort of indignant about this, uh, uh, this girl trying to kind of get around rules. But um, yeah, I think there is definitely a, one, a commitment to justice. And whenever they see sort of unfairness or someone being isolated or marginalized in some way, they're just huge advocates. So there's a lot of families out there right now looking at schools, you know, different parish schools, public schools, different private schools, independent schools. What advice would you have to those parents? I think it comes back to what we say at Sacred Heart, educating not only their mind, but their heart. And looking back now, academically, certainly Sacred Heart has been very successful in getting the children to where they want to be. But I think really looking at a larger community, we keep saying it, it keeps coming back to this, but I really think they have to look at the, the whole. How is the administration acting with the children? How are the children interacting with other peers in the group? But you know, looking at it from a different perspective through all different shoes, right? Different, many different lenses. You're choosing a community. You're not just choosing a school. You go into it thinking you're choosing a school. And you, as parents, most of us, you know, have very uh, <laughs> ambitious goals for our families, for ourselves, for our kids. And you think that this is an academic exercise. So you do your research, you do your homework. But what really makes the difference at Sacred Heart are all the things you can't see on a piece of paper or read in a book. 
It's the value of the goals, the criteria. It's the power of the relationships across the community. It's the commitment of the teachers to the success of each child on all dimensions, to loving and knowing each child, and the impact that that has on you as a family. You add all that together, you know, one plus one starts to equal 10. You can't see that when you're doing research. Well, that's the meaning of community, right? With union, to to do something together. And I think being in a group where you feel as if other parents are reinforcing your values, that's important and very helpful. It helps the kids to understand they're not getting all these conflicting messages. You know, I'm thinking about this. If I were listening to this, would I think, oh, God, everything's so perfect there. Exactly. There is no such thing as perfect. And with four kids, two girls, two boys, we've had every kind of exciting moment and challenging moment. And it's really how you deal with each of those. Because kids are going to be kids. They're going to they're gonna do great things. They're going to make mistakes. And how you know, the school and you as parents work through that mm-hmm. is really what defines where they end up at the end. And I feel like we've had the opportunity to work through the good times and the tough times together on the same page around what the objective is in the end. To have a partner in a school mm-hmm. is so incredibly important, mm-hmm. especially for those times that are challenging because there are challenging times. Mm-hmm. When I'm interviewing, that's one of the, the key things I look for in our educators is that they approach their vocation as a, a teacher knowing that they're the best teacher when they're in partnership with parents because that is especially, I think, in an elementary school when you're dealing from 5 to 14-year-old and in some of those ages where the values are you know, really formed. So life is changing. Graduation is in, like uh, Liz said, about a month. As long as I'm head of school, you guys are not going far, I hope. Uh, and I'm sure you'll stay close to the school uh, for years to come. That being said, on a day-to-day basis, life will change again. What are you going to most miss about the day-to-day connection through your children of Sacred Heart and Sheridan Road? I will miss coming through the doors. It is a very home-like atmosphere for me. I feel, you know, I think something that you always emphasize as to new parents is your your children, child will be known here. They, and they are. They are known by name almost immediately, which is great. And I guess I feel that way too. And it's, a, you know, what how could you not feel very gratified? Yeah, I feel like these extraordinary teachers right. raised these kids as right. much as we did, it seems, sometimes. Uh, I know Joan Callahan has retired, but she was absolutely the third parent in our family for many a year. And it's true of all of them. So I think just that sense of we're all in this together and you have that help, that's great. Every time I walk in this school, no matter how many years we've been here, it feels like you're walking into your home. And you pick up wherever you left off, no matter how long it's been since you've seen somebody, whether it's one of the teachers or another, another parent. You know, it just feels great. Every time, honestly. I'll miss that. I miss being a part of the daily activity. When our, We have it a little bit now because our older kids are gone. Everything we did was oriented around the school. So we saw all of our best friends every time we went to the school. I can tell you already, we, we missed that a little bit. We have good friends in Kate's class, but um, a lot of our friends' kids are older. You're really, really miss seeing your friends all the time as much as we get to do here. I would agree, um, missing your friends and, and not seeing them every day, life changes. The great thing is we see them right in the in, in our day-to-day lives. I'll really miss this year, I, I've volunteered a lot for service. It's a big part of our school and I really miss driving the kids, going to Misericordia, doing all, 
it's it's been so much fun for me in a different perspective. I've really, you know, I've signed up for more days than I probably should have with working. But for me, the service here, it's been really great. But when you came to Sacred Heart, we said you've come to a family, and that means that we won't let you go far. That brings comfort to me. Uh, I'm sincerely grateful for the partnership we've shared the last 14 years and just the privilege it has been to be part of raising your children here at Sacred Heart School. So grateful for that, and there are many ways to stay involved, and I hope you will because those partnerships need to continue for the future generations of the little hearts that will join us uh, as we step into the future. This is Nat Wilburn, Head of Schools, and I've been your host for today's Heart of Sheridan Road. I sincerely thank Liz Conley, Michelle Craig, Cynthia and Jim Patty who have joined us today. If you would like to learn more about Sacred Heart Schools, please go to our website, shshchicago.org. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to join us for our next podcast.